Hi, welcome to another installment of CCIRA Literacy Conversations with Jessica and Molly. And today our guest is Pam Menard. She is our conference chair for 2021. And we're really excited to tell you some interesting developments that have come from the conference. So welcome, Pam. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a really interesting summer. We spent most of it planning an in-person conference because not really sure what was going to happen with the virus, but we did decide to make that grand pivot. So if you are familiar with the conference, the theme is journey. So it's still going to be a journey, but it's going to be a different journey, a virtual journey. And how did you come by the theme journey? Like what, what led you down that path? If you happen to be at last year's conference, I showed a couple slides. I'm a big bike rider. I like to ride road bikes and mountain bikes. I live in Summit County, Colorado. Um, I often, in the summer, uh, my goal is to put 100 miles on my body a week. (laughs) So it's easier to get 100 miles on a bike than uh, running. So (laughs) I spend a lot of time on my bikes. I have a lot of friends who bike. My husband is a huge biker. We've been to Europe a couple times and ridden some of the um, Tour de France climbs. So uh, biking is a way that I balance my life. Um, I've been in the profession for, this is my 29th year. After about 10 years, I took four years off. I was completely burned out. I just could not be a good mom, wife, and teacher. Uh, We moved to Summit County. I took up some new hobbies. Um, At the time, I was actually into triathlons. So I kind of challenged myself as much as I could with that and then decided to return to teaching and use those sports as a way to balance my life. Yeah. So that's how I came up with the journey. (laughs) Very impressive. (laughs) So going virtual, I think that Um, people probably understand why we're going virtual, but can you give us some reasons or thoughts behind that a little bit more? Yeah, like I said earlier, we really didn't want to go virtual. Um, We really held out until the last uh, minute, which for us was around um, September when we finally really started facing this fact that there would not be a vaccine in time. Um, We started hearing from teachers that... um, They were uncomfortable being around a lot of people. They might have some restrictions in their contract that if they did attend a large event, such as our conference, that um, they would have to be quarantined afterwards. Um, Also, the substitute situation is not good in my county, Summit County, nor anywhere in Colorado. And I'm not sure around the United States if it's any better. So there were going to be a lot of challenges um, the last straw was meeting with the um, wonderful event staff at the Weston Hotel and um, really having a very honest discussion about um, capacities that they were allowed to have currently and not knowing when that was going to change. So I think what really hit me hard was she showed us the ballroom set up for 100 people and then she showed us what it would look like in a keynote speech with only 100 people. And we cannot survive as an organization. Um, we could not afford to bring the speakers that we bring, um, give out the grants and awards that we give, and just continue on as a nonprofit organization if we can't have a conference um, that serves the needs of about a thousand teachers. So that's how it all kind of panned out. 
Well, and you know, it's you were talking about some of the challenges in other districts, and I'm thinking about even my district, like you know, being in quarantine for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. We can't even get licensed subs, so they have classified subs now and so like you're teaching remotely and there's a body in the room um, and even those they had to split between the six of us that were quarantined so they were jumping around between rooms my principal was covering some classes the assistant principal and the library and like it took everybody to cover six of us being gone so like you're absolutely right there's no way in this current climate that teachers can leave especially a lot of us to go to a conference. So it's just a good decision. Um, I'm wondering a little bit. So since you've had to go virtual, I'm sure you've had to think about what's it going to look like to have a virtual conference? Like, do you have ideas for that? We do. We had, we pulled together a little think tank of CCIRA leadership members that seem to be um, pretty fluent in technology, kind of rolled out the idea of going virtual um, I've been, well, we've all been paying attention to what the other national organizations are doing. We've had a few um, Zoom meetings with Wisconsin Reading. Um, Colby Sharp, one of our presenters, is the president of Michigan Reading. So we've talked a few times about what Michigan is going to do. And then watching ILA, um, I myself was going to be a volunteer for NCTE and help them bring that conference to Denver um, which is not going to happen. So, so we kind of compiled a bunch of information, a bunch of different scenarios, and presented that to um, our leadership committee. And one of our past presidents came up with this great idea. We wanted to do some weekends. We don't want to stress out teachers. I'm a teacher myself, full time, every single day, exhausted. You know, can't um, really commit to being in professional development on Saturday and Sunday, and definitely not for multiple weekends. So um, Amy Nichols, a former uh, president of the association, said, how about if we do a kickoff on Friday night? And if you're familiar at all with the Tour de France, the very first stage, they call it the Grand Depart. So we're going to have a little Grand Depart with Miss Lucy Calkins. She is happy to kick us off. give an inspiring keynote speech, and then that will be followed by a Saturday filled with live um, keynote caliber speakers. Um, And then on top of that, we're going to, we're asking our proposal speakers, those people that wanted to come, share their knowledge um, that fills up so many rooms at our conference. We don't pay them to come. They want to be there. Um, We're asking them to record their sessions and then that will be uploaded to a, a storing um, site, for lack of better words, where conference virtual attendees can have access to those sessions as well as the live speakers. And then we're also working out the details of the live speakers. We would like to record them and have that also available. We're getting some questions about intellectual property, so we're going to have to work through some of those details. But our hope is that every live session on Saturday will be recorded and available for a certain amount of time after the conference. So that will be our format for two weekends, and they're not going to be consecutive. So it'll be the first weekend in February, Friday evening, all day Saturday, then a break. It happens to be President's Weekend that weekend as well. 
somebody brought up the fact that maybe that would be a time that some, you know, an attendee that couldn't watch the sessions the week before could catch up or could see more because probably a lot of us aren't still going to be traveling yet. Um, and then we'll have another weekend, uh, the 19th and 20th of February, where we'll, we'll have Georgia Heard this time um, leading our grand depart into our professional development um, Saturday. Nice. So yeah. what I'm hearing you say is best picture. We can either attend live if it works for us, for our you know, big speakers. And if we can't, hopefully property rights and whatnot working right. out yeah. teachers will get to do this on their own time which mm -hmm. you know is pretty awesome in this age of you know busy teachers and lives at home so yeah. that sounds like an awesome setup yeah yeah I think we might be able to work out a deal with those um upper level speakers that may be their sessions available for two weeks after the close of the conference you know we could negotiate an agreement we'd have to you know, assure them that um, their intellectual property will be safe with us. And um, yeah, we're, we're really excited. I haven't had too many questions about that. So that's been really pleasant. Yeah. So a lot of people willing to step up. Um, as I've been emailing um, speakers and authors, just so much appreciation that CCIRA is still going to move forward. Um, a lot of um, feedback that we made the right decision. Um, I had been getting some emails from speakers saying they might be uncomfortable to travel in February. So it wasn't just attendees. It was also our national speakers that will come to Colorado to share their knowledge. And you talked about Lucy Calkins and Georgia Hurd, two big, exciting speakers. Who else is coming that you can kind of tell us a little more about? Yeah. So yeah, Lucy Calkins and Georgia Hurd will be our guest, our keynote speakers on Friday night. And then we have the um, amazing trio of Julia Torres, Lorena Hermain, and Dr. Kim Parker. Um, Julia Torres is a librarian and language arts teacher in the Denver Public Schools. Lorena is actually in um, DPS. Um, they were, all three of them were a huge part of the disrupt text movement. So they'll be our keynotes that first Saturday morning talking about um, diversity, access, equality. I think it'll be really be an inspiring keynote session with them. Um, we'll still have a virtual luncheon. I'm calling it a B-Y-O-L-L, -L, bring your own lunch and laptop. And um, the first Saturday, it will be Adra Klein. Um, she's really well known in the um, reading recovery world. She um, is associated with Benchmark, and Benchmark tools have just been um, approved on the Colorado list of interventions for replan students. So she'll have some information to share with us about that. And then um, Angela Myers is a very motivational speaker. If you get a chance, you can watch her TED Talk called You Matter. She came to our conference about 10 years ago, and I remember being so profoundly impacted by her um, speaking that I thought to myself, if I ever was the conference chairperson for this, I would invite her. And she was one of the first people that I invited. So um, I think she's going to be amazing. Um, in the realm of diversity, we have the ladies from CU Boulder, the Queer Endeavor. They will um, present two sessions, one focused more for primary students and one focus more for intermediate. So they have um, 
a lot of knowledge and a lot of resources to share to serve the needs of our LBQT community. Um, Beth Skelton is coming. I know a lot of you know her from the past. Her sessions are always full. She's an amazing um, ELL teacher. Um, Claire Landrigan, Whitney LaRocca, um, Brian Kissel, Angela. Angela is actually going to present a keynote and she'll do a session as well. Uh, Gordon Corman is our big author. The first Saturday, he has been oh, just so understanding and so sweet. And um, I just got an email from him today saying, hang in there. You know, you're doing, you're fighting the right fight. <laughs> you're doing the right thing. Um, that Those are all our speakers for just the first weekend. And then the second weekend, Pernille Rip will be one of our keynote speakers, along with Fingers and Toes Crossed, John Shu, Colby Sharp, and Rhonda Jenkins. They'll be talking about book access for all. Um, Gary Brooks will be our BYOLL, bring your own laptop and lunch, and hear him put a little bit of humor um, to this very unusual situation that we're in. Uh, Trevor Bryan is coming. He's big into visual comprehension. Uh, Chris Tavani is a local Denver, um, I believe she's with a um, consulting group now, but ELL again and more geared towards high school. Oh, and I can't forget Ellen Oliver Keene and the Heinemann Fellows. We had Ellen present at our leadership meeting and she is amazing. She's just a hoot on top of being so incredibly informative and brilliant and brilliant in a way that you're, it's just such common sense what she says. So that's really exciting. Our authors the second weekend will be Avi. He actually lives in Steamboat and he's back by popular demand. Um, and he again has his, uh, he's been wonderful to work with. Alan Gratz is another author of Refugee. He's working on a book about 9-11 and he'll have a lot to tell us about it at the conference. So I'm excited to hear that. And then for primary aged kids, Angela Dominguez will be um, one of our authors coming too. And Tani McGregor is also a very popular um, sketch notes um, presenter, uh, loved by a lot of Colorado teachers. So she's excited to be back. So yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it sounds like you have a wide variety of topics and speakers and a mix of people that we've seen before at CCIRA and some new ones too. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to go to NCTE last year in um, Boston where I met um, Trevor Bryan, Julia Torres. Interestingly, she lives here in Colorado, but I had to go to Boston to meet her. Um, so that was really nice to get to hear and meet those speakers and bring them to CCIRA for their first time. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, we've had this conversation, the past podcasts have been all around PD and why it's important. And we have people that come from all over. We've had people that come from different countries to come to CCIRA and get professional development. And I know that people will be probably burnt out by being on the computer, um, but why do you think professional development is so important, and especially the CCIRA conference? Because you've been to many CCIRA conferences. So what does it mean to you? You know, I just really like um, the timing of it in February. 
I'm kind of a little tired. I need a little boost of inspiration to get myself through the rest of the year. Um, and just being around this amazing community of knowledge and advice and speakers, I just, I leave rejuvenated to finish out my year and maybe do some further studying over the summer and go into the next year with some new ideas. So I've always gone just because I come away with so many usable ideas. Um, earlier in my career, I always wrote the paper for um, the credit that we offer, and we will be offering credit again, even in the virtual format. Really super easy way to earn credit towards lane advancement or license renewal. So um, yeah, just that the community of learners at CCIRA is amazing. And it's really um, going to be interesting to see if we get an international audience. I was on a few different conferences this summer, and um, there were people attending from all over the world. And one of them, the actual, it was a software company called Kahoot. They are located in the Netherlands, but they timed their conference so that they could hit all of the different time zones. So it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool to see. So we're just hoping that um, once we release our official flyer with the details, which you'll see tomorrow in the communicator, that people will, um, will promote this, help us promote it, put it on your Twitter feed, put it on your Facebook feed, you know, get the word out. This is a really high quality conference. We bring in really high quality um, professional development speakers that speak all over the world. And, um, and it'll be a really reasonable cost, too. <laughs> Do we want to kind of talk about that? Or? Yeah, tell us, tell us what the pricing will be. Yeah, typically we're almost $300 for um, two and a half to three days of professional development. So we're giving two full days and two Friday evenings. If you're a member of CCIRA, your cost will be $150. If you're a non-member, it's $195. But to bring that down, you can become a member of CCIRA for $35. So it'll still give you a little bit of a discount if you become a member. For retired teachers, $100. And for students, $50. Yeah. That's very reasonable. I know NCTE is charging more than that. And I've heard some other conferences are more than that, too. So getting those caliber of speakers and how many speakers for multiple days is a great option. Yeah. And we're really hoping to have some interaction between the attendees and the speakers. We're really trying to figure out what is that, um, that perfect time period for a speaker to present and then also to allow for some question and answer to happen. So you still have that kind of personal experience at the conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think I would tell people too, like you just said, word of mouth, because we can email out, we can email flyers. I know in my inbox, I get multiple offers for conferences and different things. But I think that word of mouth is really important because it's telling people if you've been to a CCIRA com conference before, why it is important and you know, the caliber of the speakers and the learning that you can get from that as well. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, and I would agree that word of mouth is important even before, you know, these unusual times. Like, I think every conference that I've ever gone to has been because somebody else was like, go to this conference. It's amazing. Or, you know, have you ever been to this? And so 
I think, I think that's, that's a powerful thing. Like, you know, again, we get inundated with stuff and I don't know about you guys, but right now, like I'm getting more emails than ever. It's like companies that I haven't heard from in like 10 years, I swear have refound my email and they're like, Hey, here's this professional thing. Hey, look at this, look at that. And it's, you know, no, none of us have time for that. We're so used to just deleting every little reminder or email that comes through that, you know, we, we probably do miss out on some great things. So absolutely. Like we, we absolutely have to tell our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And tell your principal, we'll still run the same special that we have for many, for the past several years that if a principal signs up four of her staff members, his or her, um, their uh, fee will be waived. So that will still be the case for this conference. Um, you will still sign up for sessions just like you have in the past with CCIRA. Uh, the platform that we use will most likely be Zoom. Um, and if you know about Zoom, using it as a webinar, we do need to buy a license for it. So we need to know how many people um, approximately would like to be in each session. So um, we'll have a Q&A about how the signing up for the conference is going to work and um, how you'll receive your links and how you'll re- be able to access that um, those sessions afterwards too. So we've got a lot more to tell you about as we progress through our planning. We're really lucky that our journey is long. We've got some time. We have the gift of time to pull this together. <laughs> well, and I think you can look at it as, you know, you get to sit in your PJs on a Saturday and you know, learn while you're having your cup of coffee or your breakfast and you don't have to, we don't have to worry about the snow. You don't have to worry about getting a hotel room or finding the rooms. And it's going to be a very easy format that people will use too. So I think that'll be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the hotel room reminds me, that's another cost that you get to cut this year. And so, you know, if we think about like the discount, you get the same great speakers, but this year everybody gets it at a huge discount. You don't have travel costs or parking costs or hotel costs and the conference itself has gone down a little. So like, that's, that's a big deal. That's a kind of advantage. That part is no sub plans to write. You you are totally right. I absolutely missed the best part. That that is one hundred percent the best part. Yeah. You you mean I don't have to stay up late on Tuesday night because I just don't have them hammered out beforehand, and I don't have to stay late at work and make sure I have all the right copies and they're laid out with like sticky notes so they know exactly what's what. Like I don't have to do any of that. None of that. (laughs) That's glorious. Yes. So many benefits to the 2021 conference. (laughs) So Pam, any parting thoughts as we go on to plan? Watch for our flyer. Um, Right now we've announced our speakers for the Grand Depart. And if you're listening to this um, podcast, you have an idea of the other speakers on our CCIR website, CCIRA website. You can find... Um, more information about the speakers that we're bringing. Um, We'll be just rolling out information every couple weeks. Uh, Registration will probably open a little bit later than usual, maybe just two weeks later. 
Um, but yeah, just watch your inbox, watch your Twitter feeds, help us promote the conference, tell people what a great conference it is. Um, our biggest goal is to have our conference um, and still be able to give away the grants and awards that we give away every year and still be able to be a nonprofit profit next year in 2022 and have an in-person conference again. Yeah. And we and will be giving away awards this year. So yeah, we still, we made that a priority. And now that you've answered all the easy questions, Pam, I'm going to give you a hard one. Uh -oh. <laughs> so I want you to think back through your long and illustrious career and all the conferences that you've been to. And I want you to think of a speaker or a practice. So a speaker that you saw or a practice that you learned that had like stuck with you the most or had the most impact on your practice. Yeah. So thinking back. Um, I mean, right off the top of my head, I have enjoyed the most the presentations that Stephanie Harvey gives and Ellen Oliver Keene. Um, just because it's current in my world, last year I attended Jan Richardson's um, Next Steps Forward in Reading Instruction, and I've used those routines that she ran through with us quickly during that you know one-hour session. I've used them every day with students and a multitude of students. Um, yeah, I mean, way back I was a big fan of Tim Rosinski, and I would use his word ladders. My kids loved them. Um, I can't remember the name of the speaker, but she called herself the word nerd. And she turned me on to a book called From Abracadabra to Zombie. And I live in Summit County. A lot of Canadians are transplants here. Hockey is a really huge sport up here. I cannot tell you how engaged it was to tell my fifth grade striving readers where the word hockey came from, that it was Okay, and it was um, sheep herders that were cold and bored, and they turned their little um, staff over and hit a ball back and forth, and that that was the beginning of hockey. So yeah, just sharing a little nugget like that a day with kids, I got that idea from CCIRA. So yeah, I could go on and on. I mean, Angela Myers was more than ten years ago, and when I called her, she was one that I emailed, and she said, "Let's talk on the phone." That, that's happened a couple times. It's really refreshing. Um, but yeah, I told her that I never forgot her and it had been, it's been like 10 years and she got very emotional and, and I did. And, you know, it was just, it was, it's been really cool to be the conference chairperson, really neat to make connections with these amazing people that are so down to earth and so friendly and giving and yeah, understanding, especially in this time. So I would call you a cheater for not picking one thing, but <laughs> it, it, I, I agree. Like you come away from these conferences and you have so many things that you've built into your practice. You can't, you can't pick one thing because the conference, you know, it, and like you said, you know, it's that thing that gets you excited again in the middle of the year. And so, you know, there've been so many times where I go back juiced and I try something really cool and it becomes part of my like regular habits as a teacher. Wow. So thank you for sharing some of your inspirations awesome. from awesome conferences of the past. And hopefully we have lots of people come this year digitally, virtually, and they get to 
encounter some amazing speakers and take back some nuggets to their classroom that'll stick with them for the rest of their careers. Yes, that is the goal. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. And I hope everybody goes to ccira.org to get more information about the 2021 conference. And we welcome you to come on our journey with us. Thanks so much, Pam. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And remember, it's still a journey. It's it's a different journey, but it's still not a race. (laughs) Thanks for listening to CCIRA Literacy Conversations podcast. To find out more about CCIRA, go to ccira.org. On ccira.org, you can join as a member or find great resources like our professional development blog, which posts every Tuesday and has a variety of guest writers on an awesome selection of topics. CCIRA is a professional organization of educators and community members dedicated to the promotion and advancement of literacy. We also have a Twitter account at Colorado Reading. You can find us on Instagram at CCIRA underscore Colorado Reading. Or you can find us on Facebook, where we also have a members-only group that we're trying to build. And our Facebook account is CCIRA Colorado Reading. We'd love to hear more from you. And again, if you're looking for new content, please send any questions or things you'd be interested in seeing from CCIRA to CCIRAvideo at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a great week.